Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Hi, everybody. So again, my name is Anais Ganuna. I am an aligned marketing strategist and fractional CMO, which means that I center marketing practices that are rooted in values and ethics. So I promise you that ethical marketing is not an oxymoron, and there are plenty of intentional tactics that will help you grow your business in a way that is actually aligned with who you are and how you are shifting your corner of community. Last week, I, I went into a little bit of an intro uh, with some traditional marketing practices that I personally had a hard no to. And today I wanted to center on some practical advice. Um, and I will also say that I am more than happy with if there's anybody that has questions, uh, please feel free to drop in and interrupt me. Like I can go on rants for quite a bit. And also I want to make sure that this is a conversation that you are drawing value out of. So if you have a question, please don't uh, hesitate to check in. Uh, so with that said, diving into a little bit of practical advice, but first a little bit of context. So I was the marketing lead that launched and sold out the beta semester of outlier.org, which is the latest venture of the masterclass co-founder. I've worked with top 10 podcasts, eight figure businesses, and also the folks that I really like to focus my work on these days are spirit led people who are just starting out their entrepreneurial journey. Now, when I mean spirit led, I don't mean, uh, I don't necessarily mean rather religious or that you have an altar or that you talk to dead people, although it can mean that, like I, not to exclude anybody. To me, it really just means that you have a calling, a purpose, and that you are taking action to bring that calling and purpose into the world. So if you are a business owner or a new business owner, specifically a side hustler or someone who has a business that is being pulled out of your natural way of being or being of service, then I hope this will be a valuable, it was supposed to be 30 minutes, but I guess we're going to go a little bit longer today. Um, so that's really the premise of my intentions for our time together. Does that sound all right? Can I see some uh, mic flashes if that sounds good? All 
Right. Oop, was there a question already? All right, well, let me just continue going though then. Um, so first is I wanted to really kind of uh, dismantle a preconceived idea that I know I started my first business with. Now, when I first started my, my, when I started my first business, I was 20 years old. I was fresh out of college. Um, and I really had this idea that being in business for yourself meant that you had to start a seven figure business straight out of the gate. And what that meant was that in order, and let me give you some context, the business that I started was a photography business uh, in one of the most saturated markets in the US. And to me, that meant that I had to be, I had to be more productive than any other photographer if I was going to be the Miami photographer. So what ended up happening is that I would be booked out straight. When I mean booked out straight, I mean I was seeing 10 to 20 clients in a single day in photography, and you would probably guess what happened next, which is I burnt out. Not once, not twice, probably a total of four to five times over the course of an eight-year business. And what I learned with every single burnout is that, first of all, it's that creativity deserves to be honored. And you can't create, uh, you can't force creativity to act on a production schedule. And also, I learned that in order for me to have a sustainable business, it had to be sustainable to me first. And what do I mean by that? So a lot of times when we go into business, one of the first things that we focus on is our bottom line, is how are we going to make money? And while I think that is a 100% absolutely valid first idea, I think a lot of times that the ways that we come up with how, we make, how we're going to make money, they're not necessarily in alignment with how we work best. So my idea for how to make money as a 20-year-old with my first business was I'm going to book as many clients as possible, and it doesn't really matter if that, that is conducive to me being able to be an actual human, uh, rather than shifting it, which I eventually did. Like I went from having about 10 clients a day to about under 10 a month because I shifted my mentality and my mindset from being one where I had to show up as a specific person and deliver a certain experience that wasn't, that was me in some extent, otherwise it wouldn't come from me, but it didn't honor me in that process. And I'll also say, so I'm someone who is uh, neurodivergent. I definitely consider myself spirit-led as well. And neurodivergent specifically is I have ADD. So routine isn't really my thing. And what I learned with every single burnout is how to bring a little bit more of me and my lifestyle into the business that I was creating. So yes, being centered uh, or focusing, being intentional about the kind of money that you need to bring in is very important. And also how you bring in that money, I would actually say is more important. Because if you're only centering the bottom line and that bottom line is requiring you to self-abandon the things that make you you, you're not going to be in business for long. Whether it's the money that's going to dry up or whether it's just you're going to burn out and you're not going to be able to sustain being in business the way that you've been. So really, um, as far as this story and where this is shifting, I, I can say that 15 years and four businesses later, for most of my time, I have a three-day work week. And that's while acting as a fractional CMO for three companies and running two of my own businesses. And the key difference was centering myself 
my unique way of working and focusing on what I call two millimeter shifts when it came to shifting things for myself. Now, two, mil two millimeter shifts is a mantra of mine. Um, it's a phrase that I almost, I repeat quite a bit, especially when I'm building something new and especially when this vision is big. So when there's something big that you feel is coming through you and it's requiring you to actually step up and learn and grow yourself in ways that are brand new, it can feel incredibly overwhelming because big vision requires scaffolding so that you can hold the weight of it and you can be have the capacity to carry it. So when you center on you and how you work best and you also center on these little two millimeter shifts, you get to grow what your capacity is. And let me explain this two millimeter shift concept just a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna have y'all visualize. Uh, if you were to see a graph with a line going from the bottom left, let's say to the top right, right? So this is just easy linear growth. If you were to put a two millimeter shift on the far left of that graph, how much higher, how much would that change that, that line down the line? down, you know, with time expunged, not with what's the language I'm looking for. So if time is the bottom one and change is the, t the left line, the X axis and the Y axis, the line would shift with just a two millimeter difference. You can make a substantial difference with time. So instead of focusing on these huge dramatic shifts, which could be um, like, there was a question last week that came up of uh, someone who was, um, not who was seeking to build confidence when in their history, it was not safe for them to be seen. So now as they're shifting into being a business owner and it's requiring them to be more visible, they want to shift into this visibility. They want to shift into being comfortable speaking in front of the camera. They want to shift into the, this position that they know their vision is requiring of them. And yet there's also this real life lived experience that has not made it safe for them in the past. So instead of asking them to, hey, just start, just start doing it, it's shifting that focus to what can you do to stretch that window of tolerance that you have for the discomfort of growth. It's not about forcing yourself or pressuring yourself to become anybody you're not. It's just about knowing the direction you wanna head into and taking little daily actions to get you there. I'm gonna take a little pause there because I wanna hear some feedback so far. How is this landing? All right, I see, I see you, Lily. <laughs> anybody else, is this, is this resonating for anybody? This is Lily speaking. This is absolutely resonating. I just wanted to give you a shout out. You are incredible, so please keep going. I love it. Uh, yes, see, so I, I personally, I will tell you that words of affirmation is one of my love languages. So hearing that it's resonating means a lot to me. Uh, so thank you so much for that, Lily. I really appreciate, appreciate the feedback. Um, I'm actually curious, because I feel like, um, I want to say that we have a lot of business owners that are here on stage. I'm, yep, I'm there. I'm seeing my flashes. Do any of y'all have an example of this, of when you did a small change that created a really big impact down the line for you? Hey, this is Dr. Janie. You know, when I think about making a small change, there was a small change I made with how I did 
my hiring practices and how I worked my front office. And from the outside, it may seem like it was a small change, but it was more, it made things more efficient and how our team ran and how they communicated with each other. It's just the electronic way that we all were able to communicate with each other with us out being in the office where a lot of them were in the office and just that slight change with using technology and how we communicated just created it was amazing just how efficient and uh, more on time and responsive we were so in the big scheme of things it may seem like a small change using technology but it really had some big ripple effects this is dr janey great segment thank you thank you so much for that dr janey i love that example was there somebody else? I just heard somebody on, on mic. Rocky, go ahead. This, hey, this is um, Rocky. Um, I love everything about this as well. Um, a small change that I made for myself and my business is I um, am an Instagram manager and marketer. So for me, I needed someone to manage my stuff. Um, sometimes we forget about ourselves and our business and building and growing our business or things that will, you know, we can kind of take things off of our plate in order for us to be more productive in our business. Um, so I was very against VAs and help and also that kind of stuff until I got overwhelmed. So I made the shift and I hired an amazing, um, VA to assist me and it's, it's gold because she does all of the stuff that helps me build and grow my business so that I can focus on, um, the client piece of it and the client side of it. So that's the change that I've made. Thank you. Rocky, are you available for me to dig in a little bit more with this? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I have a question because I feel like you, you just expressed actually a pretty big shift, and I'm curious about the steps that you took to get there. So you said that before you were very anti-VA, and it took you getting overwhelmed to feel comfortable, but I feel like there were a couple steps between there. What did you need to, what did you need to do in order to really feel comfortable? Was it just you know writing down your processes more? Was it um, I'll, I'll let you take the take the mic? Yeah, so for me, I think a lot of times when we you know our business is our baby. So for somebody to take over and try to, um, you know, manage it for us, it kind of is a hard thing to do because you want to make sure that they speak in your brand voice. You want to make sure that they relate and um, present things the way that you would so that when there is that changeover, nobody can tell the difference. Um, with my uh, VA, she actually found me. And she said, I hear that you need some help. I think we resonate with each other. So what I had to do was, which I already had it, I had to have a good brand guide and a brand strategy. And I needed to know my morals in my business, my values, let her know, you know, everything, like my brand colors, my vibe, all of that stuff. And I kind of passed it to her. And then she didn't take on my, um, my stuff right away. She actually took the time to work with me and said, no, I want to learn of you prior to taking over your stuff. So now she's absolutely amazing. Um, Everything that's on my Instagram page, believe it or not, is posted by her um, unless I decide to do something. And she it, she sounds just like me. You can't even tell the difference. So me preparing and having a good plan to pass to her so that she can just kind of collect it up and take over um, versus just saying, hey, I need help in here. You know, a lot of times um, we don't and I could just say that because it's happened to me as an Instagram manager. But a lot of times we just kind of pass the buck over without having a plan. And then we expect miracles. And it doesn't work like that. You need to give them a good structure. Um, take the time and patience to train them even when they mess up um, and then work with them from there. So that's that's what I had to do. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Rocky. I really appreciate it. So one, a few things that I want to highlight from what you shared, uh, one of which was that you had your processes and you knew who you were first. And I think that's such a huge part whenever we're hiring folks. Um, and again, I'm the fractional CMO for a few different companies. So I do end up doing a lot of chart of uh, 
hiring. And one of the best things that you can do as a business owner is be really clear as to how you work best so that the people that you are bringing on to help you create this vision can help serve you in the vision. Right. So um, I don't know about you, Rocky, but I, I know like I've created a um, this was something that one of my actually the, the co-founder of Masterclass did when I started working with them uh, over at Outlier um, was that he had and he would send a one page. In basically a, what he would call a user manual for how to work best with him. This is how I like to be contacted about these certain things. This is how I like to communicate about this. And in doing that, we were able to create practices and structures and entire marketing processes that would allow us to get things done with a relatively small team that was, I mean, this was a start. I think there was like less than five of us on the team at, the point, at that time. Um, and really get a lot done in a short amount of time because we each knew how we worked best and how to communicate best with one another so that we could show up and support the CEO and his vision while also being in our zone of genius and getting the work done that we need to get it, get done in a way that served us best and put us in our zone of genius. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. I, I just really want to highlight that. And also I recommend like, even if you're not planning on hiring anybody anytime soon, the exercise of writing down how you like to do things, how you like to be communicated with is an incredible, incredible, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not a practice, but it's an exercise. There we go. It's an incredible okay. exercise. Yeah, go ahead, Rocky. Yeah, I was going to say the disc assessment and the personality test is powerful. It is so amazing um, because you can take those things and then pass it forward as well. So those are the two things that... Um, that I had to learn of my, even me learning about myself. Um, all sorry, I got it. <laughs> sorry, I got a phone call. Um, also the um, emotional intelligence. I think I took that emotional intelligence test. All of that I learned of myself, and then I was able to hand that over as well, and, and as well as learn of her um, as my VA. So that that's power. I love that you said that. Yeah, I mean, there's other things. I personally, I love human design as well. Like that's that's one of my things. It's uh, like an astrology with like four different types of sciences added into it. So there's so many different ways that you can not not only get to know yourself and how you work best, but also the people that you're bringing on. Um, and shifting back to uh, to this idea of creating these small changes for ourselves and how I went personally from burnout to creating a lifestyle that I really like. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, how is this my life? This is amazing, uh, which I really want for all of you, by the way. Like that is one of my missions in life is that I really, really want folks that feel this entrepreneurial spirit that have a purpose and a calling that's coming out of them. I want them to be able to experience in this life what it feels like to receive and have everything there for them for being in their gifts and saying yes to serving that calling. That, that, that is one of my missions in life. So when we're talking about these two millimeter shifts and how do we go from being in a burnout mindset in this churning mindset to being of one that's uh, more in flow with your natural ways of being. Um, and this is also a different exercise that I highly recommend. Remember, I told you I was going to give you a practical advice during my segment because I am someone who likes I like to leave you with things you can take action on and not just ideas that you can brew in. Um, so one other exercise that I really hope that you'll, you'll take me up on is just walking through your calendar and blocking off what an ideal schedule would look like. 
Um, I do this with one of my clients who is a multi-passionate person, has, I think they're up to four businesses, some of which do require them to be um, at a specific location from certain times. So we really have to create a, like, a system that works for them across all the different projects. Um, and doing this exercise is incredibly helpful. So what I would recommend doing is do, uh, do one ideal day. Like if you have also, like I work with a lot of people where their business is their side hustle um, and they still have a nine to five or some sort of day job. So I would like through your calendar, put together what an ideal day looks like. And you can do different iterations of this, right? What is an ideal day if you have a job that you have to go to? with a set schedule. What does that day look like? What is that morning? We've been talking about this, uh, the 67 day pledge. What is your ideal morning, uh, morning routine look like? How is it that you step into your car? How are you feeling when you step into your car? How long do you spend in traffic? Really get down to them, the minutia of it, of what that ideal day can look like. And then if you have a day where you, you're just working on your business, what does that ideal look, day look like? I can tell you for me, I really don't like taking meetings before 10 a.m. because I have my gym time, I have my meditation practice, I have to walk my dog, and I like to have take my time with my cup of matcha in the morning. So meetings don't get set before 10 a.m., period. So going through and creating this ideal day for you, and then also, by the way, like, because I believe that we are whole humans and you know, whole humans first and not business owners first. Also create what does your ideal day look like when you're not working? Is there adventure in that day? Is there staying in bed and reading a book? What do these ideal days look like? And then comes the, the question of how do you build a business in service of how your ideal looks like? And it's not to say that there won't be days where, or especially in the beginning, where the ideal and reality don't quite match up. But eventually, with these two millimeter shifts, with, oh, maybe instead of, uh, oh, I don't have time to sit in bed for an hour drinking my matcha before this meeting, maybe I'll wake up half an hour earlier. And maybe I'll get a little less time. So you start to see where you can make these small shifts in your day-to-day where you can start to create and start to get closer and closer to what this ideal calendar looks like, what these ideal days look like. And also it creates an opportunity for you that you can shift your ideal. I can tell you like there was, there was a time like in my, in my early twenties where I thought my ideal really was working six days a week. And I laugh now because it's just so far from my reality, but it, it, the, there was a time where I really thought like, yes, this is going to be me. I'm going to be so busy. I'm going to work this many times and I'm going to only have, I'm going to have this amount of vacation and this ideal calendar day gets to grow and evolve with you. So having these routine times where you get to check back and say like, okay, how close did I get to my ideal day? And also maybe you did get your ideal day, but it actually didn't really feel that great. So what needs to shift in order for you to get closer to it? All right, I'm going to I'm going to pause for a minute. Do we have any any feedback? How's that resonating for all you? Anaise, am I saying that right? Anaise, Anaise. Anaise, yeah. The pronunciation is always in my bio in case you need a little help. Yeah, 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 Anaise. Where did we find you? That's I'm what one I want to know. <laughs> Golly, you are incredible. This is, oh, this is, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is wonderful. This is really wonderful stuff. I love how practical and how relatable 
as we talk about the two millimeter, right? We can talk about the two millimeter shift and I totally get that and I understand that. But then when you kind of take it back and you walk us through some of these exercises that we can do and then apply the two millimeter shifts to those exercises, right? I think sometimes in my world, there's sometimes where I try to make a dramatic shift or a dramatic change and I don't have as much success with that as I do when I make a small little tweak consistently over time, right? A prime example, in the last 90 days, I wanted to focus on my health a little bit, and did some DNA tests and some blood tests and ordered some whole foods and did all of these things, right? Uh, did all of these things and wasn't able to sustain all of those actions, but just by shifting my eating window a little bit and by changing my diet a little bit and by running a little bit faster and a little bit further and a little more frequently, I've lost 19 pounds, Woo. 19 pounds in the last 90 days, right? Through little shifts. And so I just love it. I hadn't seen you before uh, or connected with you before. And so I really, really appreciate you being here. And uh, it's a pleasure to, to, to get to know you in this way. You are, you are fierce, you are a powerhouse and you're dropping a lot of value and I am incredibly grateful for you. Oh, I appreciate that so much, Glenn. It's lovely to be in shared space with you and thank you so much for creating Breakfast with Champions. I mean, this has been, uh, when Sarah brought me in, she's like, I think you'll like it here. Just come check it out. So it's, it's only my second week. So it's, I'm glad that this is, uh, that we are connecting here and now. And I'm glad also that it's resonating so much with you too. I'm curious, is there anybody else that wants to share? Like, I'm a very big believer that we all carry medicine. And what I mean by that is that in our lived experiences, we have uh, literally medicine and also information that can help uplift the people around us. And being in this time kind of community, um, why it's important to share is that, and why I've been opening the mic up so many times is that, while I have certain lived experiences and I can share from my from my point of view and my perspective, just like Glenn shared another example of a two millimeter shift that made a 19 pound difference in 90 days and one that I'm sure will continue on, having these kinds of shifts and Rocky was sharing earlier about how she shifted from like really being not comfortable with having a VA to now having a VA that made a big difference in her business. But having each of us share different lived experiences, we created opportunities for more of us to connect with one another and also both not just teach, but also learn from one another. So I'm going to go ahead and open the mic again before doing another room reset. Does anybody else want to share a time where they had a two millimeter shift that really created significant impact in their lives? I could definitely share. Uh, my name is Casey, and one time, well, I, I will honestly say the shift is right now. Um, I started out as this big uh, party promotion, promoter for my community, and now I have transitioned over to actually empowering my community. So I could definitely say that um, now that I have actually stepped into my truth and started speaking my truth, I am now showing the rewards now and thank you for allowing me to speak i'm so happy to see you back here casey thank you for sharing again is there anybody else that wants to share before i do a quick room reset yes it is. if i can speak Ness. uh yeah go ahead pam 
Okay, so 100% right about the shifting a bit. I remember when I started, and I'm not a runner now. I gained about after 40s, I gained some pounds. I have to start running. So I used to go, I remember dropping up the kids to school. They have a track there. I could not run. I was not a runner. So I was the first day I had the shifted from, like I will do half a, half a, the circle of the thing. I did the, so soon I will only do uh, quarter circle walking and 75% running. And I became a runner within within three weeks. So just took wow. a little bit of a shift from walking fast. If I'm walking, I'll try to walk fast so I can still have my uh, my my breath going faster. So the so the shift was a little bit. I was not a runner. I never ran. But then after that, I totally went into the spiritual side, meditation and the yoga and all that. But that was I remember I was not a runner. I used to hurt my feet when I run. I could not use a treadmill, but a simple change, just your mindset, just change your mindset, like whatever you can run, then I will walk. So you have, to, you, have to, you have to little bit push yourself, but you can you can get there. You can get there. Definitely can get there slowly. Maybe take some time. Took me about a month, but it was fine. I ran for like a good, I do 5K, 10K in Vancouver. I used to run. But, uh, but it's a mindset. I think I change yes. your mindset and just improve it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Pam. I think that's a great example. I think health is is always a really great example. Let me do a quick room reset. Thank you. Real quick. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Uh, So you are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. We now have 15 hours of programming each weekday from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., plus 6 a.m. to noon Saturdays and Club 111 on Sunday. And all those times are Eastern Central not, not Eastern Central, Eastern Standard Time. There we go. Uh, right now, invite some friends into the room by hitting that plus sign on the bottom right of your screen, or better yet, invite them to join the Breakfast with Champions Club on Clubhouse as a member. And if you're not already following Breakfast with Champions, go ahead and click that little green house at the very top of your screen and follow. I also actually, this isn't part of the script, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Please do give a follow to all the amazing moderators that are here. They have been here sharing incredible content, everything from, from, I mean, from what I've been hearing, just so much wisdom and so much practical advice that if this is something that you have found valuable, please make sure to give them a follow. um, And so that you can really curate your hallway and be uh, presented with options that you find valuable. Cause I, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I, don't like wasting time. Uh, I don't go into spaces that don't serve me, whether that's in education or fun or whatever it is. So make sure that you're curating your hallway in a way that is um, conducive to your growth and your fun. I hear somebody unmiking. Well, who is that? Who wants to? Marilyn, I think. Chef. Hey, I'm like, I would like to get in a queue. I don't know if I'm keeping track of the queue, but we can take turns. I know Marilyn wanted to speak earlier, though, so I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to Marilyn. (laughs) Thanks, Anais. I'll be really quick. Um, I just, my shifts have been so small, but have led to such a huge mindset, which is really where my big shift has happened. And it really started with the the morning habit of waking up and turning this on as it, it really did. And so it started to where 
I started my day putting those things in, and then I started a um, morning journal, and then I started the 67-day challenge, but it's all, I went from a person who rarely went on Instagram or Facebook to now I'm doing lives for a reason. I'm not even sure what it's leading to, but I've seen the shifts moving, so I'm just kind of going with whatever the flow leads me to, but I just, um, I've, I've really enjoyed listening to you talk because it's really making me feel even more on the correct path that um, if I if I just keep making those small steps, that it will lead to something big in the end. Thanks for letting me talk, and I am done. Thanks so much, Marilyn. I think we had Jeff, and then I saw somebody else, and then there's some more. I think it was, who else was it? Was it? Mr. 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 Larry. Larry. All right, let's do Jeff and Mr. Larry, and then I'll, I'll drop a little bit more info. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, one of the biggest shifts um, for me was actually, I never even wanted to, or even though my mom, died without life insurance never want to get an insurance business and it was actually one of the mentor guys i used to watch on youtube all the time ed Milet, sitting in his house and he said these words which shifted it he said don't seek out the attention of your followers." call don't seek out the attention of your followers but rather use your sorry use your skills to develop leaders around you and then it was the breakfast of champions event when Zane uh, practiced me to be a, a giver and just start giving out everything I had. And doing that literally has led to more abundance with going to Miami this weekend and then doing a big consulting gig uh, in LA over the weekend. So really just by just giving and not seeking out attention, but using my skills to develop leaders and then seeking out new leaders has been a total shift for me. And that's, that's what you're watching me do daily now. Love that. Thank you for sharing that, Jeff. Mr. Larry? Uh, hello, Breakfast with the Champions family. Thank you for the stage. Uh, we're talking mindset. Understand for me that mindset carries a lot of weight. Um, even the word says that so a man thinketh, so is he. So you have to decide that you really want to do this. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, you have to keep showing up no matter what. But here's the real truth. Every day won't be easy. There will be some letdowns and there's going to be some disappointments that may cause you to lose focus. But I encourage you to get back up, keep going and understand that sometimes you will have to encourage yourself. And sometimes you may have to encourage others around you. The songwriter said, God is not through blessing you. God loved you so much that he made you in the likeness of him and he made you to be a conqueror. Every morning you wake up is a brand new day. This is powerful. This means that yesterday's excuses won't work. Push past the pain, push past the excuses, and strive to fulfill your purpose. This is a Clubhouse neighbor and profile picture art editor, Mr. Larry, and I'm passing the mic. Woo, Larry, I'm feeling that. I'm buzzing all the way over here after that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so actually, that that segues me beautifully. So thank you. First of all, before I segue, uh, thank you, everybody, for sharing these experiences. I'm going to probably open the mic one more time before my segment is done. But like I said earlier, I really believe that we all carry medicine. And in our lived experiences, we have information that is beneficial for those around us. And it's it's 
You can call it whatever whatever you want, whether it's coincidence, luck, divine, destiny. Um, we are all here sharing time and energy and space together. And I hope that it's for a reason that some of the information that you've heard here today, no matter if you were here for one minute or 17 for the entire, uh, what is it, 15 hours of programming today, um, I really hope that you you start to uh, resonate with like, oh, this is why I was here today. I needed to hear this. This is going to be the shift in my life. So with that being said, there was a few different, um, there was one more anchor that I want to offer you guys for this, for, for my time with you today, which is vision, right? So when we're talking about these two millimeter shifts, we need to know what we're shifting towards. And it might not be that we have the big picture of what we're shifting towards. So it's just like, um, was it, I think it was Marilyn, uh, I believe it was Marilyn, please correct me if I'm wrong. Marilyn was sharing that Marilyn is showing up and doing IG lives and uh, I'm going to assume prone, uh, maybe not assume, and Marilyn isn't quite sure um, why they're showing up on these IG lives, but they know that they're, they're, it's going to eventually reveal themselves, reveal itself, the vision behind showing up on lives. And having vision is incredibly important to deciding what two millimeter shift you're going to, that you are going to take. So what I invite you all to do, and again, like I really want to iterate, like just like Marilyn, you don't have to have the entire picture clear. You just need to know what the next step is, right? So you don't need to know what you're going to do with these IG lives, Marilyn. You just need to like, for right now, you just know that that's the space that you need to be in and that's your two millimeter shift. So another just really practical exercise that I want y'all to, that I, will be the last one that I share for my, for my segment before I open the mics up again. And actually... Let me start this question here and then I'll share my bit and then I'll open the mics up so that y'all have a little bit of time to think about it. So when I open the mics up again, what I would really like to hear are exercises that you've, that you've embodied or that you've done that have helped you embody your vision more. So the exercise, oh, let me repeat that again. When I open up the mics, I'm going to ask for y'all's, uh, y'all's experiences, y'all's exercises that you've done that have helped you embody your vision more or helped you give direction to these two millimeter shifts. All right, so here's the one that I'm gonna share and then I'm gonna pass the mic. Um, I'm Again, I, I practice specifically what I call aligned marketing, which is ethical and values-based practices. And in order to have marketing that's aligned to your values, you need to know what your values are, what your core values are. And then once you have these core values, you get to, in your business, embody them in how you show up in your business, how you bring services or products to your customer, how you hire people, you get to essentially embody these values in a lot of different ways. So one of the practical, uh, one of the last practical pieces I wanna share uh, with y'all right now is having your values down when you're, again, you're focusing on the vision that you are crafting and building these two millimeter shifts to get there is when you have your values in front of you, when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, how are you going to embody these values? In what way are you going to, um, what way are you going to embody freedom today? If that is one of your core values and what way are you going to embody connection? If that is one of your core values and what way are you going to embody adventure? If that's one of your core values and letting that help guide these two millimeter shifts that you have. So that's my last exercise that I wanted to share with y'all. I want to go ahead and do a quick reset. Um, Wait, did I just do a reset? I feel like I just did. I could be wrong. No, let's just open up the mics. Um, so who wants to share with me an exercise that they've done to help them bring their vision forward? Anybody? I have more. I can share more exercises if y'all want it. 
This is a big space. I just jumped in. I actually, I was on Instagram and Glenn literally posted a story that said you were killing it. And he was like, where did this girl come from? I'm like, that's my girl. So I had to jump in and, and just hear your brilliance again this week. I'm so excited you're here. So I just thought I'd unmic and say that while everyone's being shy. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, we've had we've had a lot of fun conversations. Marilyn, I see you unmiking again. Do you have something to share? Yeah, I just wanted to share something that's helped me so much lately. And it was somebody that I met on Clubhouse who um, suggested I do it. And it's when I first wake up in the morning, I have a journal that I'm keeping right by my bed, which I didn't think it would be as easy to stay on this, but it's become my first thing in the morning thing. So the very first thing when I wake up while I'm still sort of in the dream state is when I I do my gratitudes and then sort of say, you know, God, will you guide me through this day and sort whatever, whatever comes to my heart at that time, but it's sort of in that middle place. And ever since I started doing that, there's something different about my days. And so when you said that, I was like, you know, that really has helped because I, when I'm in that state where I haven't had time to think, I'm able to really uh, feel that that gratitude and really uh, feel the, the gratitude of waking up. So thank you. That was what came to mind when you said that. Yes, Marilyn, thank you so much for sharing that practice. Um, I know a practice that I've done in the past too, which I would love to build on what you just shared, is from this book called The Artist's Way. And it's a practice called Morning Pages. And it's very similar to what you described, Marilyn, where it's first thing in the morning, you sit down to write. And with Morning Pages specifically, what they tell you to do is write three full pages stream of consciousness. It doesn't matter what you write. You can literally write, I don't know what to write here for full three pages if that's what comes to you. But eventually in this practice, what you're doing is you're creating a relationship between you and your subconscious. You're creating an avenue of communication with you and whatever is driving you, that spirit that is calling you to build this business around you. So thank you so much for sharing that practice, Marilyn. Does anybody else have a practice that they want to share? Can you chime, uh, Anais? Anais? Anais, sorry. Anais, what was that, Pam? Can you can you chime something? Have some the about the building the list, like a, what's in my yeah, please. So I have been I've been making my list from last twenty five years. A night before, I have to write a list, everything on a one piece of paper, not calendly, not Google Calendar, but write down from my diary on a list that goes on a list. It stays on next to my bed uh, night table. The minute I open my eyes, I will look at the list. And, and the times are already written. I can adjust a little bit in timing. There are about 10 to 14 things on the list. And if they, if I'm not if I'm not completed that list that day, the whatever is left over goes to the next day night list. So that's I've been keeping like I have not on calendly, but this is the way I've been keeping in the last 25 years. So I don't miss out. I make a list day before. And then take over from there. And I don't, and this meditation and all that, they're all part of the list. They come every day. So I think that made, made me change my routine. And I keep up with the routine. That's the only way. So it's a old school method, but it does work for me. Thank you. And I'm done speaking. Thank you, Anise. Thank you so much, Pam. And yes, I love, listen, I'm a very, very big fan of pen to paper. And I believe there's actually been studies done about the different, uh, 
pieces of your brain that get activated when you are physically writing things down versus typing them out. And also I have friends who are like, oh, I'm not gonna handwrite a list every single morning. I am one of those who writes everything down. I have a paper calendar as well as my digital calendar, but I'm one of these that needs to write things down to process as well. So thank you so much for sharing that, Pam. It is 222 over here on the West Coast, 522 over on the East Coast. So I just wanna do a quick reset. Uh, so if you're enjoying today's programming and breakfast with champions, just imagine how much we'll learn together in person this November 5th through 7th in Lexington, Kentucky. Glenn Lundy is Glenn Lundy is celebrating the thousand wow thousand episodes of Rising Grind by bringing back his Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference. It's all about how you can make more money and more impact. A lot of your Breakfast with uh, Champions babes will be there in between Glenn, Tamara, uh, Amelia, Dave Meltzer, and so, so many more. So we know you'll want to be there to go to growforgod.com for tickets. That's growforgod.com. And if you, uh, yep, uh, for tickets. And we'll see you there. It's November 5th through 7th. So I have a few more minutes left of my segment, and I just want to take a quick moment to recap these last uh, 40 or so minutes just to make sure that whoever dropped in um, a little bit late still is able to take things and make those two millimeter shifts. So we talked a little bit about um, what we're centering when we're growing our businesses, especially for the first time. And instead of centering uh, solely profits to also focus on yourself and the lifestyle that you want to create. We, uh, I gave you all a practice. Oh, sorry, I heard someone on mic. Was there a question before I dive in? Well, I was just clapping and he's... Ah, okay, perfect, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so one of the exercises that I gave was, uh, first of all, focusing on two millimeter shifts. Whenever we are trying to bring a big vision into this world and into this reality, it can be really overwhelming. Or maybe it's not even a big vision. Maybe it's that we want to just be a little bit healthier. Maybe we want to be able to run a marathon. Um, and I'm, I'm laughing when I say that because I, I definitely don't want to run a marathon. Um, but it's one of these things that if there's a vision, there's a goal that you have in mind, instead of focusing on creating this huge dramatic shift that is not sustainable and doesn't honor where you're currently at, the idea is to embody these two millimeter shifts, which in the long run are more sustainable and actually create a much bigger impact. And one of the ways that we talked about doing that is by creating a calendar where you get to lay out what your ideal days look like. And these are not just your ideal business days, they're also your ideal vacation days, your ideal rest days or ideal weekends. What do those look like? And then trying to see if you can make little shifts to getting closer to those ideal days or realizing that what you thought were your ideal days aren't actually your ideal days and starting from scratch, which is also okay. Um, and lastly, one of the, one of the last um, practical tips that I gave was about having your values list out in front of you on uh, when you wake up in the morning and deciding how you're going to embody those core values that you have. How are you gonna move through your day while embodying your core value of accessibility? How are you moving through your day while embodying your core value of family? How is it that you're gonna move through your day in a way that is totally rooted and embodied with who you are um, and what, like the magic that you're bringing to this world? So we have five minutes left. Do we have any other comments from the folks up here on stage? Hey, Anais, this is Tyrone. Good afternoon. Good day, everyone. Um, I just got to say, you're dropping pure gold. <laughs> um, and I love the part about uh, human design because I've come to realize the value of 
using numbers to define a lot of things in your life. And it's amazing what we can discover from, um, from using numbers. One exercise that I do uh, after the vision, because after the vision, action is required. So I, I, I'm going to say act with purpose. And there are 10, 12, maybe 12 steps to that, which I won't elaborate now because it's going to take up all your time. And um, I've just come to realize that uh, consist, not even consistent, infinite action is required because once we stop taking action towards something or when we get to a destination, which we think is the point we need to get to, once that infinite action ends, you become complacent. Then after complacency comes regression. So ultimately, action is important. This is Tyrone, and I'm reserving my other thoughts for the future. Ooh, first of all, love that send-off, Tyrone. And thank you so much for sharing all that. Uh, Monica, I saw you on mic. Was there something you wanted to add? Nope. That's all right. All right. Tyrone, I really appreciate your, your thoughts on action as well. Um, and I will also say, like, again, like, I, I have no, I, first of all, Thank you for also bringing human design back to this conversation because I am a big fan. Um, I believe it was Rocky earlier who mentioned uh, like using personality tests and using all these different tests to make sure that you're aligned with the folks that you're bringing into your business and as well as getting to know yourself better and how you work best. And I think to me, human design is one of, especially when you know the system, it's just another avenue of getting to know who you are and how you really like to move through your data. So thank you for bringing that back to the conversation. Um, and there was something else that I was going to say, but I lost my train of thought because my dog was looking very, very cute over there with her pup, with her little toy in her mouth. Uh, so I got a little distracted. Does somebody else have something they want to share before I yield the mic? If not, that's totally okay. I will keep rambling on for these last three minutes. Uh, I tend to be pretty okay with that. Actually, let me just like let y'all know, like if this has been valuable, uh, for you, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, the my username is Anaiskanuna. It's actually linked in my bio. I also have um, quite a few fun things happening in my world, uh, including there's I have a free uh, aligned marketing checklist available for you through my Instagram account as well. I also offer, by the way, like free 15 minute just quick chats if you ever get stuck or you want to like just brainstorm specific things that's also available through the link in my bio there's actually a book now button that makes those uh those appointments automatically uh and y'all if you don't know me i love auto magic um and i'm trying to think of what else i think that's it i think that's all i have for today Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.